Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today is the 22nd day of December, and let's all just take a deep breath together (laughs) and let it go. And maybe even just take a second and evaluate your heart, your spirit, your mind. What is it saying to you today as we are approaching this beautiful season of Advent, arrival, waiting. Where's your peace? What are you letting take your peace from you? What are you willing to let take hold of your peace in this season? And maybe just sit with that for a second. And then further the question, what should you allow to rob your peace as we celebrate the season of arrival, Advent, anticipation. And so as we meditate on the arrival of the Prince of all peace, I pray that we're catching our breath and holding on to our peace in these next few days. Today we're continuing the book of Hebrews, reading chapters 7, 8, 9, and 10, and just a couple days left in the New English translation, Hebrews chapter 7. Now this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High, met Abraham as he was returning from defeating the kings and blessed him. To him also Abraham apportioned a tithe of everything. His name first means king of righteousness, then king of Salem, that is, king of peace. Without father, without mother, without genealogy, He has neither beginning of days nor end of life, but is like the Son of God, and he remains a priest for all time. But see how great he must be if Abraham the patriarch gave him a tithe of his plunder. And those of the sons of Levi who received the priestly office have authorization according to the law to collect a tithe from the people, that is, from their fellow countrymen, although they too are descendants of Abraham. But Melchizedek, who does not share their ancestry, collected a tithe from Abraham and blessed the one who possessed the promise. Now without dispute, the inferior is blessed by the superior, and in one case tithes are received by mortal men, while in the other by him who is affirmed to be alive. And it could be said that Levi himself, who receives tithes, paid a tithe through Abraham, for he was still in his ancestor Abraham's loins when Melchizedek met him. So if perfection had in fact been possible through the Levitical priesthood, for on that basis the people received the law, what further need would there have been for another priest to arise, said to be in the order of Melchizedek and not in Aaron's order? For when the priesthood changes, a change in the law must come as well. Yet the one these things are spoken about belongs to a different tribe, and no one from that tribe has ever officiated at the altar. For it is clear that our Lord is descended from Judah, yet Moses said nothing about priests in connection with that tribe. And this is even clearer if another priest arises in the likeness of Melchizedek, who has become a priest not by a legal regulation about physical descent, but by the power of an indestructible life. For here is the testimony about him. You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. On the one hand, a former command is set aside because it is weak and useless. 
for the law made nothing perfect. On the other hand, a better hope is introduced through which we draw near to God. And since this was not done without a sworn affirmation, for the others have become priests without a sworn affirmation. But Jesus did so with a sworn affirmation by the one who said to him, The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever. Accordingly, Jesus has become the guarantee of a better covenant. And the others who became priests were numerous because death prevented them from continuing in office. But he holds his priesthood permanently since he lives forever. So he is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. For it is indeed fitting for us to have such a high priest, holy, innocent, undefiled, separate from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. He has no need to do every day what those priests do, to offer sacrifices first for their own sins and then for the sins of the people, since he did this in offering himself once for all. For the law appoints as high priests men subject to weakness, but the word of solemn affirmation that came after the law appoints a son made perfect forever. Now the main point of what we are saying is this, we have such a high priest, one who sat down at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven, a minister in the sanctuary, and the true tabernacle that the Lord, not man, set up. For every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices. So this one too had to have something to offer. Now if he were on earth, he would not be a priest, since there are already priests who offer the gifts prescribed by the law. The place where they serve is a sketch and shadow of the heavenly sanctuary, just as Moses was warned by God as he was about to complete the tabernacle. For he says, See that you make everything according to the design shown to you on the mountain. But now Jesus has obtained a superior ministry since the covenant that he mediates is also better and is enacted on better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, no one would have looked for a second one. But showing its fault, God says to them, Look, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will complete a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt, because they did not continue in my covenant, and I had no regard for them, says the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will establish with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws in their minds, and I will inscribe them on their hearts, and I will be their God and they will be my people. And there will be no need at all for each one to teach his countryman, or each one to teach his brother, saying, Know the Lord, since they will all know me, from the least to the greatest. For I will be merciful toward their evil deeds, and their sins I will remember no longer. When he speaks of a new covenant, he makes the first obsolete. Now what is growing obsolete and aging is about to disappear. Now the first covenant, in fact, had regulations for worship and its earthly sanctuary. For a tent was prepared, the outer one, which contained the lampstand, the table, and the presentation of the loaves. This is called the holy place. And after the second curtain, there was a tent called the Holy of Holies. It contained the golden altar of incense, and the Ark of the Covenant covered entirely with gold. 
in this ark were the golden urn containing the manna, Aaron's rod that budded, and the stone tablets of the covenant. And above the ark were the cherubim of glory overshadowing the mercy seat. Now is not the time to speak of these things in detail. So with these things prepared like this, the priests enter continually into the outer tent as they perform their duties. But only the high priest enters once a year into the inner tent and not without blood that he offers for himself and for the sins of the people committed in ignorance. The Holy Spirit is making clear that the way into the holy place had not yet appeared as long as the old tabernacle was standing. This was a symbol for the time then present when gifts and sacrifices were offered that could not perfect the conscience of the worshiper. They served only for matters of food and drink and various ritual washings, they are external regulations imposed until the new order came. But now Christ has come as the high priest of the good things to come. He passed through the greater and more perfect tent not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, and he entered once for all into the most holy place, not by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood. And so he himself secured eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a young cow sprinkled on those who are defiled consecrated them and provided ritual purity, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our consciences from dead works to worship the living God? And so he is the mediator of a new covenant, so that those who are called may receive the eternal inheritance he has promised since he died to set them free from the violations committed under the first covenant. For where there is a will, the death of the one who made it must be proven. For a will takes effect only at death, since it carries no force while the one who made it is alive. So even the first covenant was inaugurated with blood. For when Moses had spoken every command to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and goats with water and scarlet wool, and hyssop, and sprinkled both the book itself and all the people, and said, This is the blood of the covenant that God has commanded you to keep. And both the tabernacle and all the utensils of worship he likewise sprinkled with blood. Indeed, according to the law, almost everything was purified with blood, and without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness. So it was necessary for the sketches of the things in heaven to be purified with these sacrifices. But the heavenly things themselves required better sacrifices than these. For Christ did not enter a sanctuary made with hands, the representation of the true sanctuary, but into heaven itself, and he appears now in God's presence for us. And he did not enter to offer himself again and again. The way the high priest enters the sanctuary year after year with blood that is not his own, for then he would have had to suffer again and again since the foundation of the world. But now he has appeared once for all at the consummation of the ages to put away sin by his sacrifice. And just as people are appointed to die once and then to face judgment, so also, after Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many, to those who eagerly await him, he will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation. For the law possesses a shadow of the good things to come, but not the reality itself, and is therefore completely unable 
by the same sacrifices offered continually year after year to perfect those who come to worship. For otherwise would they not have ceased to be offered since the worshipers would have been purified once for all and so have no further consciousness of sin? But in those sacrifices there is a reminder of sins year after year, for it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. So when he came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. Whole burnt offerings and sin offerings you took no delight in. Then I said, Here I am. I have come. It is written of me in the scroll of the book to do your will, O God. When he says above, Sacrifices and offerings and whole burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not desire nor did you take delight in them, which are offered according to the law. Then he says, Here I am. I have come to do your will. He does away with the first to establish the second. By his will we have been made holy through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest stands day after day, serving and offering the same sacrifices again and again, sacrifices that can never take away sins. But when this priest had offered one sacrifice for sins for all time, he sat down at the right hand of God, where he is now waiting until his enemies are made a footstool for his feet. For by one offering he has perfected for all time those who are made holy. And the Holy Spirit also witnesses to us, for after saying, This is the covenant that I will establish with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws on their hearts, and I will inscribe them on their minds. Then he says, Their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no longer. Now where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer any offering for sin. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the sanctuary by the blood of Jesus, by the fresh and living way that he inaugurated for us, through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a sincere heart in the assurance that faith brings, because we have had our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed in pure water. And let us hold unwaveringly to the hope that we confess, for the one who made the promise is trustworthy. And let us take thought of how to spur one another on to love and good works, not abandoning our own meetings as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other, and even more so because you see the day drawing near. For if we deliberately keep on sinning after receiving the knowledge of the truth, no further sacrifice for sins is left for us, but only a certain fearful expectation of judgment and a fury of fire that will consume God's enemies. Someone who rejected the law of Moses was put to death without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much greater punishment do you think that person deserves who has contempt for the Son of God and profanes the blood of the covenant that made him holy and insults the Spirit of grace? For we know the one who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, and again the Lord will judge his people. It is a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of the living God. But remember the former days when you endured a harsh conflict of suffering after you were enlightened. At times you were publicly exposed to abuse and afflictions, and at other times you came to share with others who were treated in that way. 
For in fact you shared the sufferings of those in prison, and you accepted the confiscation of your belongings with joy, because you knew that you certainly had a better and lasting possession. So do not throw away your confidence, because it has great reward. For you need endurance in order to do God's will, and so receive what is promised. For just a little longer, and he who is coming will arrive and not delay. But my righteous one will live by faith, and if he shrinks back, I take no pleasure in him. But we are not among those who shrink back and thus perish, but are among those who have faith and preserve their souls. If you have the God of your story, there are several days, different days, of that devotion in today's reading very much worth reading to see the correlation of Melchizedek, who is mentioned at the beginning of the Bible and then mentioned the only other time by David until the New Testament. And maybe you're catching this piece uh, that I'm sort of catching that we're going into a bit of review from the past. And why is that necessary? It's necessary because we forget. <laughs> it's necessary because we fail to see the correlation sometimes in the stories. We fail to see, I, I think twofold, the goodness of God and the truth of God. The truth of God being that it was stated long ago, it's reinforced here today. If God is all truth, then he is not capable of untruth. Are there mysteries yet to be unveiled or revealed in the nature of God? Absolutely. Who can figure God out? Who can take everything they've ever experienced from God with all of the knowledge throughout the Bible, line it up and say, this is the formula of God. <laughs> um, nobody. And if they can, then I'd be really leery of them. If we remember some of the wording from yesterday's reading, it's easy to think something brand new, like a new concept in religion, a new uh, view of theology, a new doctrine, a new viewpoint. It's easy to dismiss somebody bringing that as crazy or weird if we are introduced to new concepts that are not a part of our theological beliefs, a part of our uh, upbringing of traditional beliefs handed down, we can tend to think the same thing and so often dismiss people that differ than us and our beliefs. And so we hold on to that wording from yesterday, knowing that this is what was happening and knowing that it still happens, but we also go back to the very beginning to see the points of connection throughout the Word of God that say, while the people reacted in this way, God has only ever been true in the nature of who God is. That should cause us to trust Him can we trust what we can't figure out? Can we trust what we don't yet know, what we can't yet see? Well, that is called faith. And isn't that the essence of our faith? 
trusting in what we don't yet see or know. And so Hebrews is uh, really going to take us back to a bit of review and point out some things that I think are great reminders as we near the end of this year together. Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for being the truth, the life, for being the way. And may we follow in your way. May we follow your example. May we look back, connect the dots, look at where you have always been faithful, always been true. And may our faith lead us into what we don't yet know, what we can't yet see, but what we can trust. And our trust is in you. We pray this now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Daily Audio Bible, that's home base. Check it out. That's the website. Take a look around. Download the free app if you haven't, and share it with a friend. As we are ending one year, that means we're getting ready to begin a brand new one. And take a friend along on this journey through the Word. It helps for accountability. It helps maybe for understanding, discussing the scriptures, and coming at them from two different perspectives, sometimes both being true and good, and really getting a deeper knowledge of gaining, gleaning insight and wisdom from other people along the way. If you would like to partner with us here at the Daily Audio Bible, thank you so much for each and every partnership. If you're giving by mail, DABPO Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174, or you can utilize your mobile device and hit the give icon up at the top right-hand corner of your phone, app, whatever smart thing you're using. <laughs> Lastly, look for the give icon on the website. If you need prayer, if you'd like to pray for someone that's previously called in, several different ways for you to do so. 800-583-2164 or once again, utilizing that device, uh, hit the red circle button up at the top right-hand corner. You have two minutes on the prayer line. Hit submit and then turn that little wheel over to chronological and it will get to the right place. That's going to do it for me today. We will turn the page together tomorrow. And I look forward to it every day. I'm Jill. Until then, love one another. Daily Audio Bible. This is Kristen, a.k.a. Christ in Me. Um, I would like to uh, pray for one of the dabbers, um, Heather in Santa Barbara. Father God, we just lift up Heather to you. We just ask that you would just wrap her in your wings, Lord, that you would give her peace and comfort at this time, Lord. Uh, her heart is broken in so many ways, Lord. Mend those broken pieces, Lord. Show her the love that you have for her and that you will provide. Lord, provide for her, for her financial needs. Lord, we rebuke the devourer in Jesus' name. Lord, we just ask that you would just help her to find uh, a w jobs that would sustain her. Um, that um, you would heal her um, 
heal her mind and her body. Lord, we just thank you so much in advance. Lord, we know that that you love Heather and that you are going to shine bright in her life and that this is not this is not going to be the last time that she calls in uh, or talks to us, but Lord, she's going to call in and talk to us so many more times and she's going to show us a beautiful praise report, Lord. And we just thank you for that. Uh, we just pray this in your mighty name. Amen. Good morning, DABC family. Uh, this is Synergy Sherry in Indiana. And I just pulled in the parking lot at work. But as I was pulling in, I was listening to Heather's prayer from today. And oh, Lord, Lord, you love Heather. And we've listened to her for so long and all she's been through. And Lord, we know that you are her almighty father and you love her more than anybody ever could. And Lord, help her see that in some way today. Lord, help the doctor prescribe medicine she needs. Or Lord, just heal her of her condition and and make it so she doesn't even need medicine for this. But restore her, Lord, restore her. She's been through so much suffering in her marriage and in her work. And just, I remember her moving to Santa Barbara, how exciting that was. Lord, she sounded so without hope and without, oh, she loves you, Lord. Give her strength, give her finances, give her resources, Lord. Today, may some money come in that helps her know that she is going to make it with your help. Lord, just give her hope. Just give her hope. Help her to turn to you, Lord. It's the season of hope where you sent your son to this world for us. And Lord, just help her feel that hope today, Lord. Just take care of her. Don't let anything happen to her, Lord. We love her and... We just ask all this in your precious name, Lord. Amen. Heather, I love you, and I am praying for you, and I am praying that God... Dear Father, I come before you with thanksgiving in my heart to worship you and be thankful, Father, for your grace and your mercy and your love, your loving kindness, your unconditional love. Thank you, Father. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before your throne in confidence, your Father, praying for Genesis. She's one year old. She doesn't eat. She's not talking and she's not walking. And she's going through therapists and different types, Father God, of, of things, your Lord. I... Pray along, alongside her mom, Lord God, that in the name of Jesus, really soon we will hear Brace report that she is gaining weight, she's eating, and that she will be talking so much that we'll all be glorifying your name, Father God. In the name of Jesus, I pray for Genesis. Lord, that you put the proper people in her life, Father God, and that you guide everyone, Father, with your divine hand. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for Genesis. Bless this little girl. You put her here. You gave her to, to her mom, Father God, for a purpose. And she is a miracle. We proclaim 
a miracle in her life. In Jesus' name, love you, my sister. Minita from Lombard.